Hello and welcome to Waste My Time. My name is M, and today we are meeting Mike, Ziggy, and Alex. So let's talk about college. <laughs> uh, my freshman year of college, I found out about our college's Secret Admirer Facebook page. For those of you who didn't have one, it was basically a Facebook account ran by someone random, and you could submit posts about someone that you had seen, kind of like Craigslist misconnections, but college-specific. Um, so I spent so much time on our Secret Admirer Facebook page. I wanted to be on that so bad. I don't know why. You know, I just wanted people to be obsessed with me. <laughs> so... One Friday around the end of September, I did make it on um, on our Facebook Secret Admirer page, and the post said, Girl in my 230 German 201 class who has brown hair with dyed tips and likes to talk about sponge candy, I was going to ask you what your plans were this weekend, but I realized I didn't know your name, dot, dot, dot. And before I knew it, class was over and you were gone. You looked nice today. Signed, I like to play with Legos and build computers. When I tell you how excited I was, <laughs> I immediately responded to it and I was like, message me, like this is me. One of my friends also responded to it and she was like, as soon as I saw Sponge Candy, I knew it was you. If you don't know what Sponge Candy is, it's from Buffalo. I think Buffalo, New York is the only place you can get it. That's where I grew up. It's incredible. It's like think a mix of like an arrow bar and a heath bar that's kind of how i describe it to people um but it's amazing so i responded almost immediately and mike and i made plans for dinner then we had probably the most intense 72 hours of my life um so we met for dinner at one of the dining courts on campus around seven and then he walked my walked me back to my dorm and when we got back to the doors of the dorm, he was like, are you really going to bed right now? And I was a freshman. He was a sophomore. It's at the beginning of college. And I was like, I need to be cool, right? So I was like, obviously not. And he was like, okay, great. Let's go to insomnia. I feel like <laughs> this is going to be a lot of me explaining amazing things. If you don't know what insomnia is, um, they deliver fresh hot cookies to you. And also they have, like, ice cream and ice cream sandwiches and stuff. But think, like, you're studying with your friends at 3 in the morning and you just need a warm cookie and then they bring it to you. I think they're open till 4 a.m. most places. We, like, lived off of insomnia. So we go to insomnia. We get some ice cream. We walk around campus for a little bit. And then we go back to the lobby of his dorm where they had couches and stuff. We push two couches together and we're just laying on these couches. I know it's so... It's so cringe. We're laying on these couches pushed together in this dorm lobby. It's like, whatever, two in the morning. We did fall asleep, but you can't sleep in the lobby. So we got woken up by the person who worked there. And then we went to get brunch. And so now it's Saturday morning. My phone has been dead for hours. Okay, I have not contacted a single person. None of my friends know where I am. Um... The rest of the weekend was truly a blur. I made it home once without him to shower. And my roommate, who I did not know before college, so we've only known each other for like a month, a month and a half now, was like, oh my god, you're alive. And I was like, yep, I'm alive. 
And then I showered, and then I had to leave to meet him again. So that was like, okay, so that's a good 48 hours, right? Late Sunday night, he walks me home. Um, We're in the stairwell of my dorm, and I was literally cornered. Like, I was, he was, like, blocking my way down the stairs or out the door, and he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, mm, we just met. Like, could you give me a week to think about it? And then he gave me this huge, long speech about how I was just scared of something real, of having someone who wanted to be with me, how I didn't know what I wanted, and he was good for me, and, like, all of this, you know, looking back, obviously very manipulative things, but in the moment I was like, okay, I just want to go to bed. (laughs) Um, So I finally said yes, and I asked him if we could hold off telling anyone until I got the chance to tell my mom. Also... When he did that, he had the, like, ring from a water bottle. You know, the thing that, like, the cap is attached to originally? He had, like, pulled that off. And I'm not joking. He got down on one knee and he held it up to me like he was proposing when he asked me to be his girlfriend. Literally red flags everywhere. But that's every single one of these stories. (laughs) So I said fine. I went to bed. I called my mom the next day and told her what happened, and she was like, well, if it lasts a week, it lasts a week. And I was like, no, like, we do really like each other. We spent, like, 48 hours together. It's going to last longer than that. Um, Well, you know, moms know everything. So (laughs) the next week was also a blur. There are specific moments that I remember. I Now, again, we've known each other for, like, five days maybe he told me that he cried on the phone to his grandparents about how much he liked me um he wore these camo boxer briefs here's the thing someone recently told me that i have a hand fetish (laughs) i don't okay but i like hands that are like rough and rugged and have done things okay sue me And he had, like, soft little, like, toddler hands. He just, like, was built like a toddler, walked like a toddler. Like, it was so strange. And then for him to be wearing camo boxer briefs, like, I was like, what is going on? So, anyway, one time I went over to his place. And these dorm rooms are not large by any means. And everybody has a roommate. Right, and you can decide if you want your beds to be across from each other or bunk them. Um, So he and his roommate had bunk beds, and one time we were, he and I were laying on the futon. His roommate was sitting five feet from us, if less, maybe three, in his chair, like gaming at their desk. And uh, Mike is like full body stroking me. How do I explain this? We're spooning. Okay, just regular old spooning, and his hand is, like, over me, like, it would be resting in my stomach, right? But then he's running his hand, like, from my neck down to my knees, just up and down, like, literally full, full body stroking. Um, didn't feel comfortable with that. I also am not a huge PDA person. I don't like to be, like, all over each other in public, so I was very uncomfortable with the PDA that he 
was showing, but also, like, that's just a personal thing. Some people like PDA. That's fine. Um, but I just don't want to have someone's hands always on me. The other thing, um, that bothered me, that doesn't bother me as much now, but being koala'd, so, like, I'm laying there, I'll not, oh my god, I'll never forget this. I'm, like, laying in his bed, he was on the top bunk, and I'm laying there, like, stiff as a board, and he, like, put one arm around me, put his leg over me, and was, like, nuzzling his head into my neck. And again, it's been, like, five days. I don't know you. (laughs) And it wasn't even, like, I had my arm around him or anything like that. Like, I was laying, like, arm straight, leg straight. Just, it was so bizarre. Anyway, at this point in my life, I did not have very much experience. Very, very minimal experience. Um, and so I ended up giving him a hand job, if you can even call it that. <laughs> Basically, the first time that I touched his dick, he leaned down and whispered to me, I've never been touched like this before. Which is, <laughs> I mean, what do you do with that? right? So I didn't say anything. What am I supposed to say? And then I tried to move my hand up and down the way you do when you're giving a hand job, but he was like, no, 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 no. And then he just asked me to hold my hand still and just move my thumb in circles around the tip. And that's all he wanted me to do the whole time. So, um, we nicknamed that move the joystick. (laughs) and still reference it my friends and I um so sorry about that Mike but that's what you're known for um within this tornado of red flags that was happening (laughs) about four days into our relationship so now we're like seven days of knowing each other we were sitting on campus and he like gets really nervous and he's like I wasn't sure if I wanted to say this. I mean, I felt like it was too soon, but if you feel something, you should say it, and this is how I feel. I, and I just blurted out. I was like, oh my god, look at how cute that German Shepherd is. (laughs) Um, I think, obviously, because I cut him off, who knows what he was gonna say, but I feel like we all kind of know what he was gonna say. And, um... By the end of the week, I was trying to end things with him. And I had, like, a pretty solid friend group at this point, and they were also encouraging me to end things with him. And so the first time, um, I started out with this little speech that I had prepared, as one does. And then it basically just devolved into the same conversation that we had had in the stairwell that first time, where he was like, you're just afraid of being loved and like I just treat you better than anyone ever has and you just that scares you and blah 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 and I swear to god this conversation lasted two hours and when I walked away from it I was so confused like I had no idea what had gone on and I went back and met up with some of my friends and they were like oh like how'd it go and I was like I have no idea but I think we're still dating (laughs) So, my second attempt to break up with him was he was walking me to physical therapy, and standing outside of PT, I said, um, we're done. 
And then I turned away and went inside before he could say anything else. And, of course, there were some sad text messages and stuff over the next couple months, but I didn't really have any interest in going back to that. Um, and a couple years ago, he slid into my Snapchat DMs and, like, tried to get coffee, but I don't live anywhere near him anymore. Um, so I basically was like, no, I'm, I'm, I just said I'm busy. Not, he didn't even give a day. He just said, do you want to get coffee sometime? And I said, I'm busy. Um, so sorry, Mike. And I think he's in a relationship now. I hope that that's going well for you. So yeah, that's Mike. And then we're going to move on to my other one week relationship in college. Also freshman year. This was the end of freshman year though. So I was a little bit more, well, I didn't recognize red flags any better, but I was more sure of myself as a person. Um, by this point I had spent a lot of time in one particular fraternity. My best friend at the time was a brother there. And so I got to know the other brothers and just hung out there a lot. They had a pool table I used to play pool quite a bit, um, and I played this guy, Ziggy, a bunch of times. And Ziggy is his nickname, but that is his real nickname. I did ask for his permission to use his real nickname. He said it's fine. Um, So sorry, Ziggy, that I'm about to drag you. (laughs) So I, first of all, red flag number one, his name is Ziggy. Just don't. You know what I mean? Like, you hear that, you turn around. We don't do that shit. Anyway, I played pool with him a bunch of times, and one of my friends had gone to high school with him, so when I brought her to a party or something, you know, she recognized him, and we were talking to him, and that was our, like, actual introduction, and then we spent about two months just, like, casually hooking up. Um, I had made this rule my freshman year of college that I wasn't going to have sex with anybody that I wasn't dating, Which, like, if you feel that way, that's great and that's fine for you. I think it was a mistake for me to do that. And also, naive little me was like, I'm just going to tell them. I'm going to set this boundary and nobody's going to lie to me and tell me that they want to date just so they can have sex with me. That's crazy. As if men are not, as if people are not manipulative like that. So we had spent about two months hooking up. I said I wasn't going to have sex with him unless we were dating. But I was like, I'm not trying to date you. Like, I don't care. This is fine. We can just do this. Um, And at one point, I was like, you know, I'm still not going to have sex with you because we're not dating. I don't really need to date you. And he was like, well, I don't want to date you because I think if I did, I would get drunk and cheat on you. (laughs) So, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool, let's not date because I don't want to get cheated on. (laughs) I'm sure you can tell where this is headed. I said, cool, then let's not date because I don't want to get cheated on. And he was like, cool. And that was fine. And then towards the end of it, this was like really getting to the end of freshman year. We had this thing at my college called Grand Prix. That was basically just a week long party. And It was right around that time that he decided he did want to date me. And I actually said to him, I was like, are you sure? Because like two weeks ago, you said you didn't want to because you felt like you might cheat on me. And he was like, no, like I've thought about it. I do really like you. I really want to date you. I want to give this a try. I'm not going to cheat on you. Blah, blah, blah. 
you know, just lip service. Um, so after much reassurance, we became official and right then and there, we had sex like four times <laughs> and I was like, great. I have a boyfriend now and we had sex and it's great and this is fine. Um, didn't even think about the fact that maybe he was just saying whatever he needed to say to get into my pants. <laughs> so fast forward a week. I, you know, we were not the, like, together all the time type. Like, we went to different parties um, and were fine with just, like, seeing each other when we saw each other or whatever. I came back at the end of that week from a party that I was at to his place. And I walked upstairs and I opened his bedroom door and he was getting dressed and a, with another girl, and she was also getting dressed. Um, and he came over to me, and he closed the door in my face without saying anything. I should preface this next bit by saying that my high school boyfriend taught me that the way to deal with anger was to punch walls. <clears throat> I'm proud to say that I've overcome that urge and I no longer hit walls when I'm mad because that's not a healthy way to channel your anger. And we will get to my high school boyfriend eventually because that's a whole other waste of time. Um, but that that was one of the main things that I took away from that high school relationship was to punch walls when you're angry and also to take two ibuprofen and drink a glass of water before you go to sleep when you're drunk. I learned a lot. So he closes the door in my face. Um, I start to walk home, but my best friend at the time called me and had me come back and we're sitting outside their house and I'm like crying and explaining what happened. And then I just stood up and turned around and I punched the outside of the house, which was brick. Not great. (laughs) So we go back inside and the girl that he was getting dressed with is crying with her friend and she's so sad and she's like i didn't know he had a girlfriend he said he wasn't dating anyone all this other stuff so i spend like 30 minutes consoling the girl who just fucked my boyfriend um telling her that it's okay like he's an asshole she didn't know it's fine i don't blame her all this other stuff great then i go home I tell my roommate about what happened, and once again, I got so angry in retelling this story that I punched our dorm room wall, which was wood. Same fist, <laughs> naturally. So the next night, we, my roommate and I decided to go back, um, but my roommate was not going to let me talk to him. So we walk in the side door, and Ziggy is sitting on the couch with the same girl that I had consoled the night before she went back to him. So we just walk right past and then he follows us and we're setting up the pool table and he asks if he can speak to me alone. And my roommate tries to stop it like the wonderful human being that she was. But of course my dumb ass was like, no, it's fine. And so we go into the coat room to talk and he's quiet at first, but like over the course of the conversation, he does apologize But then he's basically like, I only came in here to talk to you because she, the girl that he had slept with, told me that I needed to apologize to you. And basically, like, things got really heated. Our faces got so close. And I can tell you this was the first moment that I was like, 
I understand hate sex. <laughs> it never made sense to me. And I had a friend before this, one of my best friends who was telling me about it, and he was like, oh, it's just so great. Like, you are you hate them, but, like, it's such a good sex. And I was like, that makes no sense. Why would you want to have someone sex with someone you hate? Um, this was the moment where I realized why. <laughs> why people do that. <laughs> so, yeah, things got heated. We got really close. He basically says, like, you can punch me if you want to. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking punch you. And then later in the conversation, he said something really shitty. I can't remember what it was, but it did make me want to hit him. So I swung and he ducked, which I'm glad he did. I'm glad that I didn't hit him. And then I got mad (laughs) that he ducked and that I missed. So I turned around and with the same fist, say with me, I punched the wall behind me. So now, over the course of 24 hours, I've hit three walls, brick, wood, and drywall. Um, we were, after we were done talking, I, uh, I went back to the party. My hand was throbbing, um, and I tried to go to sleep, but then, you know, my hand was bleeding, and it was, like, huge, and you couldn't really see my knuckles anymore, and so my friend drove me to the hospital, um, while I was there, I had to call my dad for our insurance information. It's like four in the morning. He's He just got to work. I told him what happened. Obviously, he asked why I was in the hospital at four in the morning. And he laughed. And then my dad laughed and then put me on speakerphone and said, tell everyone why you're in the hospital at 4 a.m. So I told them. And they also laughed. And they were like, why are you punching walls? You should be punching the guy. And I was like, okay, well, it's a little late for that. Thank you for the advice. Um... And then the doctor comes in, and he asks what happened, and I said, my boyfriend cheated on me, and so I punched three walls, and he said that I just bruised the bone, so I would be fine, and then he said, next time, punch the guy, and I was like, okay, well, (laughs) thank you, everyone, for this kind advice, but also, I'm not trying to go to jail for assault, Um, and unfortunately, I know you're going to be disappointed in me. I'm disappointed in myself, okay? A cool four years later, Ziggy has moved on. He's living in a different city. I get selected to represent my university at a a conference in said city. It is St. Patrick's Day weekend. I'm trying to party. So I asked if I could come early and stay with him to hang out and have do St. Patrick's Day in this city. And he says, of course you can. And I was like, I'm not going to sleep with him. I'm just using him for his nice apartment in this fun city so we can have a good time. And I'm sure you guessed it. Um, We did. We did have sex. Uh, I honestly was very drunk. I mean, I consented for sure. Um... I was very drunk. I don't remember most of it, but I do remember being introduced to another two girls that had the same name as me. And then the next morning when I was leaving to go to the conference, one of them came over and she brought bagels and she looked a little surprised to see me. And so I have wondered, you know, he cheated on me. So I'm like, did he use me to cheat on somebody else? I hope not. I really hope not. But you never know. So, yeah. Sorry to everyone who hoped that I had become a better person over the course of college. 
Obviously, I did not because I made the same mistakes <laughs> in my senior year that I made in my freshman year. And I'm still kind of making them. Um, before we end this episode, I do have one more short story about the Secret Admirer Facebook page. I did end up on there one more time. Um, I was hanging out with another brother, um, from the same fraternity who is probably the, one of the most gorgeous human beings I've ever seen in my life. He was so hot. I had such a crush on him. He was a, I think he was a senior when I was a freshman, Um, and I didn't really know him very much, like just in passing, uh, his name is Alex. And one night Alex got dumped by his girlfriend. And for some reason I was deemed the babysitter for that night. So I was the one who got to watch him and make sure he didn't do anything stupid. And so we walked across campus, um, And he was just telling me about his life and stuff like, you know, different places in the college. Um, It actually was a really, really nice night. I did have a really good time with him. And at one point, we stopped at a smoking area. There were some guys there. We were talking to them for a little bit. Um, They were whatever. Interesting. They seemed nice enough. And then we kept going. Towards the end of our night... We're, like, getting back to his place, and Alex stops and looks me dead in the eyes, and he says, do you want to fuck? And I, my little freshman body, (laughs) was on fire. I don't think I can explain how (laughs) influential that moment was. (laughs) And it's not even romantic or anything. Um, Obviously, you know, internally my answer was, um, fuck yeah. But I knew that he was hurting and that it was wrong to take advantage of a broken heart and that he probably wasn't thinking straight. So I told him no and we just hung out until he fell asleep. Um, and later on he did actually thank me for that and he apologized for being so bold. (laughs) And, uh, it was it was nice, but I do honestly still kick myself every now and then because Alex honestly, I guarantee you he doesn't even remember me. Um, but if you do and if you are listening to this and if you remember that one night, um, thank you for the privilege of being asked if I wanted to fuck you because the answer was yes and will always be yes. <laughs> Anyway, after that night with Alex, I was still checking the Facebook Secret Admirers page semi-often, and I did see myself pop up from one of the guys from the smoking area for the, like, 20 seconds that we had talked to them. And, of course, luckily, I had learned my lesson from the first round of Facebook Secret Admirer, and so I did not respond to that post, and that was the end of that. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed these stories today. Hopefully, my hope for the next episode is to bring on a now good friend of mine who had wasted my time in the past. Um, I really want to talk to him, and I think it would be fun to get both sides of our story. And my hope for the future of this podcast is to bring on friends and friends of friends and really just anybody who has some good dating stories because I know I'm not the only one with these. Um, and just talk about what it's like to date nowadays. 
So once again, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your morning, day, night, whatever time it is, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.